Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, uh, I am really excited to have you with us today, Sam. Can I say, Sam, first off, welcome to the Influence Podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I've, uh, I've been waiting very, very patiently to get on here. I'm so excited I'm here finally. <laughs> you've made it. You've made it. You, you say it like I haven't been considering or you've been waiting for the invite and you've been overlooked. Is that, it's, not, it's not like that at all, I hope. <laughs> I've been phoning home. I've told me, Mom, I'm, I'm, like, I'm on Influence. I've made it. Come on, let's have a party. It's great. I'm loving it. I can't wait. Cannot wait. That's the kind of enthusiasm we like. Brilliant. Um, right, mate. Well, thanks so much for joining. I do greatly appreciate it. Um, I've, I've obviously uh, given an introduction about your background, your expertise, and there's loads that we're going to dive into in this episode, uh, which I, I personally am really, really excited about because there's an awful lot that I've learned from you in the last 18 months, two years since we've known each other. Um, I guess it, I, I always find it interesting when other people tell the story rather than me doing it. But would you mind just giving a bit of background maybe as to how we met and how we kind of know each other and, and, and how that has kind of progressed uh, over the past couple of years? Yeah, definitely. And you know, I, I'm, I'm always a big believer of, you know, sometimes in life, you know, you just kind of, you're in a, a space and all of a sudden you just go, I kind of feel like I'm meant to be here. And I very much feel that's how we met. You know, I was setting up my business. I was running my very first business, which was a Facebook advertising agency. I was doing really well, um, you know, was earning very, very good money, six-figure business ticking over, but I was on my own. And it was me, it was no one else. I had a VA who was sorting stuff. And it just got to the point where I thought, you know what? No one ever told me being an entrepreneur is a little bit lonely. Now, that's yeah. something they don't really tell you about. And no one really warns you about that. And so for me, I made a conscious effort that I wanted to get more involved with maybe one or a couple of my clients. Um, and we actually met through one of my clients. I was running Facebook ads for them at the time. And rather than just kind of keeping myself to myself and just, you know, do my bit of the business and that's it, that's all I'm being paid for. I decided to reach out and say, Look, hey, what, what else can I help with? And it came into, well, we run live events. You know, have you got any experience in that? Which it just so happened I did. And I thought, well, what a great opportunity. Rather than me just sat on my laptop at home all day long, well, I can get out, I can meet people, I can be at these events. And yeah, and we met through a mutual friend of ours. And yeah, I mean, it was one of those ones we almost hit it off straight away, um, which I absolutely loved as well. And, you know, it was a great connection we had. Um, and I think even after a, 
you know, spending about three or four hours with each other, you literally turn around to me and you were like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're me three years ago. I was like, yeah, I mean, quite, quite literally, I'm, I'm where you were like three years ago. And, you know, we had a lot of similarities in our life. You know, we both lived out in Australia, both were traveling. Um, and more importantly, we had a, what I really, really loved was we had a lot of similarities, not just in business and where we wanted to go, but in the style of business we wanted to run. And more importantly, the, the freedom and support we wanted around our businesses as well. So, yeah, we met then. Um, and again, obviously, you very, very kindly said you've learned a load from me in the last 18 months. I've learned just as much back from you as well. It's been an incredible journey. Uh, and yeah, and for me, uh, I'm very, very excited to see where our friendship's going to take us as well. It's been a, it's been a great, great couple of years so far. Nice. Well, I, I appreciate that. The, we, so we were, again, just give a bit of context. So we, we were introduced through um, mutual contact, uh, Paul Omani. Uh, I've mentioned Paul's name on a number of previous podcasts as being, being my mentor and mentor to a number of people in the online business space. Um, and he, I remember the conversation because he said, um, we've got somebody brought somebody new on who's doing Facebook ads. He's an expert in Facebook ads. He's done it with consistently with a number of clients previously. Um, and the, ex, like the kind of the experience that I had previously was that, that people kept their ideas and their strategies and their things to themselves. And he said, and he just said, Oh, if you're struggling, Sam will get on a call with you. He'll do this. He'll go through that with you. And the thing that I like, and again, this is just, isn't about us bigging each other up for the next hour and a half. Cause I think that'll get really boring. But the thing that was great, and I see this with clients and I think this is where the benefit is for your business now is um, you genuinely like, because you enjoy it so much, you just want to talk about it all the time. It's not, it's not like a chore. It's not like a job. It's you actually really enjoy doing it. And I mean, that's reflected now. You've had hundreds, possibly even thousands now of clients that have gone through your, your program and that you've worked with. And I think that reflects in that. And, and, and that, was, that was a real positive for me. So talk to us about the, 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 the agency and, and Facebook ads, because Facebook ads is a, is, a, is, a, is a huge space. It's a huge area. Uh, it's, it's kind of the next level up from, from where I, I sort of or see myself sitting within Instagram and helping people build their brand, brand on Instagram. So talk to us a little bit like about Facebook ads. Who is it actually for? Who is it suitable for Facebook ads and who really should be considering these for their business? So I, I always want to try, I don't want to just sit and like kind of preach and tell everyone you should be on Facebook ads, okay? Because I, I don't want to do that because it is, I've, I've been preached to before and I really don't like it. The way that I look at it is I just want to give you facts and figures and evidence so you can make up your own mind. And ultimately in business, you should be marketing where your clients are, okay? It's, they call it fish where the fishes are. You know, if you've literally got a fisherman who's fishing in the middle of nowhere where there's no fish, well, it's not going to work. You need to go where the fishes are. And um, the crazy thing about Facebook is, is yes, I understand there's a lot of kind of ups and downs and there's talk about it coming and it going. But at the moment, the time of recording this podcast, there's 2.8 billion users on Facebook. Okay, quite literally 2.8 billion people. That is, I mean, my maths isn't the best, but I think that's nearly a third of the planet. Yeah, it's huge. And yeah. it's absolutely huge. And the, the crazy thing is there's genuinely, they have Facebook in places where, people are walking 10 miles to get run to get like fresh water, but they still got Facebook and it, it's absolutely insane. And really who should be on Facebook? Well, every single person should be on Facebook. Every business should be on Facebook. Okay. If your clients are on Google, you should be on Facebook. If your clients are on LinkedIn, you should be on Facebook. Yeah. And a big pushback I get from a lot of people is they say, Oh, my clients are more LinkedIn clients. Okay, great. So that, you know, you want to deal with professionals, right? Well, line up a hundred 
like high level professionals pull out their phones but they've got LinkedIn app on their phone, guarantee 95 of them got the Facebook app on there as well. You know, mm-hmm. So if you can find them on LinkedIn and if they've got Facebook, the difficulty is finding them on Facebook. As soon as you can find them, then you've just got this untapped resource. And of course, we can go into a little bit, uh, a little bit deeper later as well, but I mean, the, the targeting on Facebook is, is second to none. You know, it's eerily, um, I say, it's amazing, but on the flip side of it, every now and then I kind of take a step back and I'm like, we are very close to an Orwellian nightmare right now. I mean, this is quite, almost at 1984 right now because you could just get so, so targeted. And, and I honestly believe that like, if you just get all of your customers lined up, 99% of them will have Facebook as well. And again, very much like you, you know, if they've got Facebook, what else have they got? They've got Instagram. Yeah. And I know for a fact that this is one of the things I've come to is, is if we can combine the two of them and you can get Facebook and Instagram, you know, you're absolutely nailing off all of your clients as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, and, and that is, I mean, the numbers are staggering. I get excited with, with, with my audience of about over a billion users on Instagram and, and to think 2.8 on 2.8 billion on Facebook is, is quite remarkable. Um, it really Crazy. is. So the, but Facebook ads is one step further because and this, I think this is important, the difference between marketing on Facebook as in promoting your business, talking about your business from a page, putting out posts versus actual Facebook advertising where you're going through that process of, of spending money on Facebook because a lot of people don't like the idea of actually paying Facebook money. So why is it so important that they do that? Well, there's so many, so many like... Um like so much onus and so much like drive on people trying to get free traffic. Now, like your strategy on Instagram, they, they work brilliantly because again, hashtags on Instagram are huge. You don't really kind of have that same level of hashtagging and, and tracking on the content wise on Facebook, yeah. mainly because Facebook have, have dipped that down. They don't want you to have that. They want you to pay for stuff. And I understand that it's great to have free traffic, but the way that I was taught it was there is no such thing as free traffic. You're either going to pay with your money or you're going to pay with your time. And if it, let's say, for instance, takes you six months to build up to a thousand customers, or you can spend 500 pounds and get it done in 30 days. Well, I look at it and I just go, well, why would you want to wait six months? And for me, it just, it's always just seemed logical that if you put money and you get money back out, well, why wouldn't you want to put it back in? Yeah. Now, I, could always, I could always earn a little bit more money, but the problem is I can't earn more time back. So for me, my time's always been really valuable. But one thing that most people do struggle with, and I'm sure you've probably seen this as well, is until you've got a strategy, whether it be Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads, YouTube, at any time of paid advertising, unless there's a clear cut strategy to follow and you understand the process, it doesn't feel like you're investing in adverts. It feels like you're wasting money. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big thing I see with people starting out they go, I go, tell me about your advert. Oh, I, I just I spent 25 quid. Like, okay. Oh, what, what were the results? Well, I don't know. It just, it went in a day and it, it kind of feels like you've just taken some money and flushed it down the toilet because well, what's the outcome? Well, I haven't got anything back from it and I don't quite understand it. So of course you're going to look at it as in, well, I just kind of wasted my money. So I see the appeal 100% because I was that person when I started out 
it was all, I wanted to be free, 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 free. And it was only when I started to then pay for adverts that I started to realize as long as you know the system, it, it's easier to grow as well. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've seen. What, what about yourself? Have you seen a similar thing with people on Instagram or not? Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a good question. Let me come back to that in a minute because I think, I think what you said then is, is possibly one of the most important things that, that in terms of an approach towards Facebook ads. And it's, it, it's, 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 right, it's simple. It, what is it? It's that phrase. It's, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? Or it's not obvious, perhaps. The idea that you can pay money to run an ad. I, I speak to clients, have you run, uh, uh, quite frequently, have you run ads? Yes, but I didn't get this, or but that didn't happen. And you could pay money to have to record. You might have to say it again that phrase because it's brilliant. But you could you could spend money on ads, but unless you've got a strategy, you know, it's how are we actually approaching this for a long term as opposed to just I'm going to drop a bit of money in here and then oh nothing happened so it doesn't work, kind of thing. So for for, for well, I mean to to answer your question organically, I, I the majority of what I do organic is growth on Instagram, and that's what I encourage clients to do. Growth is organic. Um, because there's no set way, so to speak, to, to pay uh, or paid advertising to grow an audience. However, lead generation is definitely paid. Um, and the, in fact, let me just share this as well, because I, I think I mentioned this in an episode before, and then I want to talk about your system and, and what this, this, this kind of structure looks like. Uh, I, I listened to something called, by um, a company called Digital Marketer. I know that you, you'll be f- very familiar with them, Sam, um, but a podcast from a company called Digital Marketer. And the way that they differentiated between organic and paid, organic, it, it's like when you go out in your garden and you're watering your garden. Organic, traf- or organic traffic is like going out into the middle of your lawn and putting a sprinkler down right in the middle of the lawn and then just firing it off in all directions. And you're going to get every plant, every flower, every blade of grass, but it's not specific. Paid traffic, paid advertising, it's like going out with a hose and picking the specific plant or the specific tree or the specific bush or whatever it is and actually watering that particular plant and not wasting it on all these other different places. And for me, that analogy was, was perfect. So let, let me, let me, um, you should be doing more talking than I am. So I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> um, but I just, I just, I just, I think that's a really nice analogy for anybody who's thinking, well, why would I pay and, and how, how does it help me get more specific? So tell us then to move away from this idea of I spent a bit of money, but it didn't work. How does this strategy come about and what does that look like? So there's two main things we need to focus on. The first one is, as you just touched on then, it's long-term thinking, okay? It's not a flash in the pan. And the second one is having a system that you understand and you know what the purpose is. Um, So first, in terms of longer-term thinking, you see a lot of the time that the society we live in, we've got short attention spans. Okay, just to kind of give you a bit of an understanding as well, the average watch time on Facebook is only 3.4 seconds. So that means you are, as soon as your advert or your post, anything pops up on someone's newsfeed, you have a 3.4 second battle to try and win their attention. If you don't win in that 3.4 seconds, see you later, it's gone. Facebook, look and go, you're not relevant. Yeah. So instantly, look, we've got short attention spans. We, we always do. It's just part of the world we live in. You know, we live in an information technology world. You know, I catch myself doing this. If my phone's a little bit slow, I get annoyed about it. Now, I keep having to remind myself, it's going to space and back. Like, give it a second. It's quite literally going to space. It'll give it a second. So we all want technology now. And I think that a lot of it is, it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Because yes, it means technology and everything is free. And you know, we can get it all out there. There's loads of information out there. But when a load of free information comes in, 
what do we distinguish between the good information and, and potentially the harmful information? And there's a lot of this whole kind of get rich quick online out there, which is really quite damaging because look, yes, you are going to get some overnight successes, but the thing is there isn't, I honestly believe there's no such thing as an overnight success. No, an overnight success. You've just not seen the struggles in the past. Yeah. You know, to my friends, I was an overnight success because I went from zero to quitting my job in 30 days and then in my first hundred thousand pounds in six months. They didn't see the eight years before that that I was struggling, you know, the 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 hard work. And there's another great one was um do you remember Pokemon Go when it first came out? It's huge. Yeah, yeah. Got to it got to a point where they were they were doing a million dollars a day profit. And the creator got interviewed and he said, oh, oh, I can't believe you've become such an overnight success. And the guy, the actual creator, his face just dropped and he went, it's really quite insulting that you say that because I've been working at this for 15 years. Okay, it might be a different number, but wasn't verbatim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been working for a long time. So yes, I understand that we've got this whole com concept of overnight success, but we've got to look at it as in, right, I am building something for the future. Okay, I'm not trying to, earn a million pound in 30 days. Look, some people listening to this, you, you might earn a million pound in 30 days. You're the exception, not the rule. And so many people, they put 20 quid, 100 quid, 500 quid in, and then they go, hasn't worked, I better stop. Something's not right. Yeah. And the reality is, it's well, you, just, you just got to keep going and you just got to find that system. It only takes one system. But too many people give up too quickly because they want it now, they want it all. So that's what you find is that's why people go going to try Facebook adverts. Oh, it doesn't work. I'll try Bitcoin. It doesn't work. I'll try Forex. It doesn't work. I'll try dropship and it doesn't work. The reality is, is that they all work. What we need to do is we just need to think of it more long-term as well. So the way that I always tell all my students to do it is that every single time you look at a pound spent on an advert, it's not a pound spent. It's a pound invested into your brand and your business. And as soon as you start to get the return, well, then all of a sudden it starts to make more sense. And almost, it's almost like a little light switch clicks in your brain and you go, oh, I, I just put in five pounds and I got 10 pounds back out. And as soon as that shift happens, then you see the world in a completely different way. Because now what you do is when you go to Starbucks and you order your nine pound double soya frappuccino with extra whipped cream and you go, or I could just get that coffee for two pound and have another six pound left over, whatever it is. Well, that's, money for ads right now and it shifts your brain into that long-term thinking but it's difficult to get to that long-term thinking until you actually see the return yeah so we need to be looking at it as all right i'm building a business here i'm not trying to earn a million pound in 30 days okay what i am trying to do is i'm trying to build a sustainable side income once i have that sustainable side income then i can scale it to a point where it's maybe a full-time income and then i can take it as far as i want as well so I definitely think, uh, by the way, um, a great uh, full credit to Paula Mahoney here. He, he summed this up brilliantly. He said, uh, if you've been working in a job for 20 years, stop trying to, uh, however much you've taken to get to your income in that 20 years of your career, stop trying to replace that in 30 days. Yeah. And that kind of puts it into perspective. If you worked for 20 years in a career and you're earning, let's say, £50,000 a year, it's taking you 20 years to earn £50,000 a year. Why are we expecting you can earn £50,000 a year in 30 days? It's going to take time. So definitely shift into that long-term thinking. And secondly, it's having a system and understanding where your money goes. Okay. Cause the way that I always describe it is I don't know about you. I'm not a big, like, um, 
you know when you go into a like the, 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 a pub you see like the fruit machines oh yeah. yeah 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 i do not have a clue how they work no maybe it's a load of load of flashing lights i see people pushing nine buttons before they push the spin and i haven't got a clue what's happening so every time i go on that machine a couple beers in i stick i stick in a tenner i go click <laughs> click click where's my money gone and i don't understand what's happening and that is the exact same thing as people do when they do a Facebook adverts. Yeah. They put the money in, they click a couple of times, they go to bed, they wake up in the morning, all their money's gone and they, they don't understand where it's gone. Mm. So it's understanding about a system that we need to follow because it isn't just we do an advert. Okay. We have to follow a very specific system and the actual process for Facebook adverts. And in fact, any advert on the planet is very easy. It's you put the right advert in front of the right person. Okay, that's the fundamental right advert in front of the right person. If we do that, we win the game. Yeah. The only difference is when it comes to Facebook, which we can get into as well if you want to, is finding the right person is, is the easiest part of it because they've got all of these unbelievable targeting options. And the crazy thing is, is we've given it to them. We just didn't realize what we're doing as well. So to kind of like sum up what I just said, that kind of went off on a bit of a rant. Apologies there. But the first thing, is longer term thinking and not trying to just get rich quick. And secondly, it's understanding that it's a system that we need to follow and understand that we have to go through certain steps to be able to start to achieve as well. Yeah. Okay. And that makes, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm a, a huge fan of systems and processes. I think, I, I mean, I, I, I use the rocket system with, with, with my program and uh, th- those six steps to help people get their first at a minimum first 10,000 followers on Instagram. So if somebody's approaching this, you, you've already talked about who Facebook ads are for and who, who, it's, who it's right for. Um, if somebody's approaching this and either they're looking to, to well, first, I mean, first of all, is this something that, that somebody should approach and go through themselves? Um, I'm, I would suggest, and I think you'd be the same, that, that no matter what, whether they're doing themselves or they're getting somebody else to do it, that they should get educated in that area, um, as with you know, everything that we kind of talk about. But is there a specific process that you have Say if you're working with a client or if you're training or when you're teaching or when you're running your events, do you have a specific process that you take people through about running Facebook ads? Yeah, so fully agree. I think if you are going to go ahead and start doing this yourself, I definitely think you should get yourself educated, especially I mean, if you're trying to go with free organic traffic on Facebook, give it a go yourself. Okay, The only thing you're really kind of spending is your time. But as soon as you start putting adverts in, you've got some skin in the game. That's when you need to start getting a return. So I definitely recommend, especially if you're in paid adverts, to try and kind of get some education on it. Because again, Facebook ads, it's one of those things that if you get it wrong, it can take your money like that. And you you don't even know where it's gone. And I'm guilty of this. First time I ran an advert, um, I didn't realize there was an off button. I thought I was just planning an advert for a couple of days. Logged on 30 days later, I'd spent nearly 800 quid. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> that was an expensive mistake and I look at that and I go well the money I just wasted trying to cheat and get the shortcut I probably just could have used that and bought a training program and I would, I would have had the information as well um, so yeah I definitely think to get educated um, in terms of the system the system that I teach my students is always very very simple okay because I'm a big believer of trying to keep it all simple I don't think when it comes to Facebook adverts I don't think the secret to success are these hidden buttons or, you know, this brand new strategy of these like secret, like 
oh, here's a 52-step. You know, I don't believe in that. I honestly truly believe in it's worked for me. It's worked for all of the clients, all my students. It's keep it really simple, okay? It is understand the system, and that is Facebook adverts. Understand why we're doing it. Understand the value ladder, you know, how we're taking customers from where they are now, from a free offer into our next one, all the way up there understanding the customer journey of an online journey. Then it's moving on to understanding exactly who your customer is. So section one is the system. Section two is the customer. Who are we putting the advent in front of? Are we putting in front of the right person? Is it specifically the right person? Do we know what their fears are? Do we know what they're worried about? Do we know what they, what they need, what they crave in life? Do we know what their hobbies are? Do you know who they hang out? Where do they congregate online? And as soon as we drill down that information, well, then it's just writing a, a good advert, okay? That's section three, it's just the advert. Can we put an advert in front of someone? Can we grab their attention? Can we talk to the fact that they have a problem? Can we make them realize that they need a solution? And then can we then give them our solution? Once we've got that there, then it's just about scaling the business up and rinse and repeat. But it, it's a very, very simple system and that's why it works. If you can understand the processes, understand why you're doing it, nail down exactly and i don't just mean like a little bit i mean exactly who your ideal customer is if you can write an advert solving their problem with your solution all you've got to do is just then scale the system up as well and once you've got that in place it, it's easy and that's why people get results because you look at that and you almost you, your first instinct is to go sounds too easy it, it, it works though yeah. We don't want to make it overcomplicated. We just want to make it easy. A bit like your rocket system. It's an easy to follow, simple system that you can just implement as you go. And that's why it works. So, Sam, you mentioned uh, the system, obviously, the structure and getting these processes in place. I think the one thing that's maybe not clear or, or we could make even more clear is the power of Facebook advertising, because one of the things that blew me away, certainly when I first dived in there initially, and it only seems to get more and more powerful is the level that you can actually start to really pinpoint on that specific person. You talk about getting detail, just how, how, how good is the, the targeting? How good is and detailed is the targeting on Facebook? Scary, scary good. It's, 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 um, it's scary good. And, and, and again, Facebook itself is, the, without kind of getting too techy, you know, everything you do on Facebook, and again, without trying to scare your audience here, everything <laughs> you do, you're being tracked, okay? Facebook are literally monitoring you every single second that you are on their app, okay? They are checking what pictures are you clicking on, what videos are you watching, how long are you watching those videos, whose pages are you clicking onto, you know? The crazy thing is, is Facebook are finding stuff out about you that you don't even know about yourself. Okay, one of the craziest things that Facebook stumbled across, and this blew my mind, was Facebook actually accidentally stumbled across knowing when people are going to break up with their partners. <laughs> and it was completely by accident. But what they realized was, well, when people would then go and click on pictures or go, go and click on profiles of maybe their exes or go and check up on certain people that Facebook realized, oh, they were really good friends together 12 years ago. And now he's spending or she's spending a lot of time on that profile. More often than not, they worked out, well, statistically after that, their relationship status went from together to it's complicated or single. So little bits of information like that, you look at it and go, well, 
that's that's so unassuming. But for an advertiser, if you are, let's say, Match.com, put an advert in front of that person there. That's some of the most targeted traffic you will ever get in your life. Because sometimes they've not even made up their mind yet. They don't even know yet. Yeah. But you've got the ability to quite literally get in front of people before they even know that you need them. And so many times I've heard people say on Facebook, uh, say about Facebook adverts, sorry. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. I was thinking about something. And then the next day, you know, it it just popped up on my newsfeed. This, and I think, I think, sorry, so I, I think this is, this is the thing because there'll be, there'll be, two two approach two two kind of responses to this you can either people can either sit there and, and listen to this and, and almost get angry about it you know how dare they how how could they do this kind of thing and i'm, I'm i mean i'm not in any way defending it in any way but there's two we can get angry about it right we can get upset about it we can get frustrated say that's not fair that's not right or we could say as a marketer and as a business owner as an entrepreneur this is really exciting. I mean, you know, let's, how can we use this or how can, how can we take advantage of this for our business? So is that something that comes up as well? Do, do you kind of, do, do you get those two sides of, of the coin and two different sort of approaches when you talk to people about this? Yeah, definitely. And look, social media, it, it's a, it's a real new thing and it's always going to be quite, quite polarizing sometimes. And yeah, there's always going to be some people that, that don't want that level of it. But the thing is everyone hates an advert until it's a really good advert for them. And then they love an advert. And my response was, for me, I look at it as I'm a marketer and I go, all I'm able to do now is I'm able to give my clients a better customer journey. Okay, because I know when I look at my newsfeed, I like seeing adverts for stuff that I'm interested in. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see adverts for stuff I don't care about. You know, if I'm honest, I would hate that more than getting loads of adverts for stuff I like as well. So there's always going to be a two sides of the coin. And, and again, I think you're completely right. You know, do we want to look at this and go, is this going to be something that we can, that should happen? You know, or do we need to debate about it? You know, are we a realist here? You know, or are we an optimist? Well, I personally, I like to be an opportunist. You know, it's like the whole people are talking about, is it glass half empty, glass half full? Well, the opportunist comes and has a drink. Yeah. So <laughs> they can't drink the water. And for me, I look at it and go, look, it, it, it's here. It's powerful. It works. As a business owner, I look at it and go, well, the right question I should be asking is how can I use this to better my business, help my customers? Because I know that in turn, helping more customers means that I'm genuinely helping them to change their lives as well. And there's so many people, especially out there, if you truly know that your product is going to help people, why wouldn't you do everything you can to try and help them? Why wouldn't you do everything you can to try and um, change their lives? And if yeah. you don't think that, well, hey, look, maybe we need a new product. But I think it's an incredible, incredibly powerful thing. Um, and the crazy thing about all of this is most of the information that Facebook use, we've actually told them. This is the crazy thing. Yeah. Because when we first open a Facebook profile, what happens? Well, they say, oh, cool. What's your name? What's your email? What's your mobile number? What's your address? Well, we, bah, 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 we tap that in. Then they turn around and go, oh, do you want us to use your email address so we can find all of your friends so that you don't have to go around and find them? And you go, oh, what a great idea that is. That's so clever. Yeah, great. Here's my, find all my friends. Then what we do is they, they Facebook and go, oh, tell us what you like. Now, we'll, we'll get your newsfeed ready for you. Oh, I like football, UFC, I like this. Like, oh, yeah, great. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, off you go. And instantly, before you've even spent five minutes browsing on Facebook, you've told them who you are, how old you are, 
where you live, who your friends are, and what you like. You know, we're, we're, we're giving this information to Facebook and we've openly yeah. given it to them. Yeah. The only difference is, is there's some people that are using it and there's some people that are not using it. And mm. the people that aren't using tools like these and marketing strategies like these, you know, they're going to get what I call the blockbuster effect. And no one wants the blockbuster, blockbuster effect. You don't want to be left behind. No, that's... Uh... So, so I like that. I like that, that, that the idea of the blockbuster effect. <laughs> Tell us, because because you this has been integral to your your business over the past few years to the point now where and because you know it inside out and because the results you've had, you've now taken this one step further. And you've, I mean, this is we'll, we'll have to talk in about detail about this because some of the achievements you've had with this over the past couple of months have blown blown me away. But you've since written a book about Facebook and Facebook marketing. Um, and that's, that's now available. Is that now out, Sam? Is that, yeah. that that's launched? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Tell, us, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about what's, what's included in that and what's the premise of the book. Yeah. So the, the book is called social media millionaire secrets. And the whole purpose of this book is to give someone an introductory, uh, introductory, sorry, level to understand having never on an advert, having maybe not even been a techie person. Okay. Maybe you've, got a business you've always done your you've always done your advertising in the local you know newspaper maybe maybe you went on their website because a sales rep phoned you up and said oh you should do it but you've got a business and you know you want to grow this you know that you need to be online but you haven't got a clue how to right okay social media millionaire seekers will show you the exact outline of each four of these stages you know, the overview the customer the adverts and scaling as well and it's to show you, and again, I don't like preaching at people. I never want to tell anyone you should be using Facebook adverts <laughs> because ultimately, if, you, if I tell you you should be doing it, your instinct is to get your back up and go, well, no, I don't want to do it. What I'm doing is great. It's a bit like when my mum tells me what I need to. She goes, well, what you need to do, Sam? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that now. I know that's <laughs> the right thing. I don't want to do it anymore because you told me I need to do it. Um, but what I want to do is I just want to show you evidence. I want to show you facts. I want to show you to a point, a, a compelling argument of why you need it so that you can make up your mind and you can, by the end of this book, say, do you know what, Sam, I think you're right. I need to be using Facebook adverts in my business as well. Yeah. I, I love it. So the, the, the book is called social media millionaire secrets. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I will, um, I'll definitely put a link in if I may to the, in the show notes, we'll, we'll talk about a few other places that you, you may want to direct people to, to connect with you as we go through the episode. Um, but that, 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 that would be fantastic if we could put a link in there as well. But this is, and this is where I think a tip of the cap to you is, am I right in thinking that this book was, was planned, structured, written? Um, I don't even know what the steps are published launched within 30 days uh within 22 days 22 days that's three days three weeks and one day to yeah. do all those things that's amazing um genuinely yeah. that is that's incredible um and or how you i mean just how because people will be people will be thinking i want to write a book well actually no let's take one step back because because I, I know a little bit about the reason why. And let's talk about that first. And then we'll talk about the how. Because I think the how is incredible. Three weeks. And I didn't realize it was that fast. But tell me why first. Why was it important to write a book? And why may people listening consider writing a book? So for me, I, I'd never really considered writing a book. Okay. And 
I'd always want it. And again, sometimes I, I even catch myself. I've got to kind of take a step back and I've got to practice what I preach. Because again, we're all humans. And sometimes I forget. And if I'm honest, I was, I was trying to find the shortcut. Okay? I was trying to find the shortcut. I was trying to kind of cheat the system and work out how I could, you know, grow my business and effectively not put too much work into it. Right. And you know, it went well, but it got me as far as it can get me. And it actually took one of my good friends, Cam, again, another good mutual friend of ours, Cam. Um, he turned around and said, why don't you write a book? And I just said, what do you mean? Why don't I write a book? What do you mean write a book? I don't know how to write a book. You can just write a book. And again, he told me what I needed to do. Instantly, I went, I don't want to write a book. That's a terrible idea. Just instantly went on the offense. Because I, like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then I just said, all right, okay, why? And it's one of the biggest, one of the biggest things in my life I've tried to really kind of implement is rather than just instantly dismissing something, getting more information. Okay, so I said, right, okay, Cam, I'm literally, I'm saying no right away. All you've said is write a book. That's all the information you give me. Tell me a bit more about it. And he just maybe just sat me down. I just, it was that kind of like light bulb moment. I just went, why does every single great leader write a book? Okay, especially when it comes to entrepreneurial, um, growing your business, online marketing, you know, you could literally rattle them off. Paul Mahoney's got one. You've got Russell Brunson's got three. Grant Cardone's got what five now. Gary yeah. V's got four. Yeah. And Rob, I just Rob, Moore, Rob Moore brings yeah, two yeah, out a Rob, year or something. He's Rob Moore's got what forty, yeah. I think. Now he's he's yeah. a serial <laughs> book writer. It's incredible. Yeah. And and it's I kind of looked at it. I just went well, you know, success leaves clues. What if books weren't that effective? Why are they doing this? Why why are they writing a book? And I made me realize that what I needed to do was I needed to take a step back and again, fish where the fishes are. Yeah. A, a lot of my audience, and especially when it comes to like my high level mastermind program, the people on my mastermind program are the people I described earlier. You know, they're not 20 somethings who have got a startup who want to use Facebook adverts to grow their business. My audience and the people I help most, and I can really, really take them from where they are to where they want to be are people that maybe aren't techie. Maybe they tried a Facebook advert, but you know, maybe it was their son or their daughter or their grandson or their, or their granddaughter that set up their account for them. Someone that doesn't quite understand why they want to be doing it, but they know that they should be online. Yeah. Well, where are those people? Well, they're reading a book. Those people are reading a book. They're not going to be watching a two-hour webinar and then booking a phone call with me. And it just made me sit back and I literally just, the light bulb went off and I just went, fish where the fishes are. You've got to write a book. And so much of me didn't want to do it because I thought it would be so much work. Yeah. But I just went, I need to do it. I'm going to commit to do it. And stupidly, I let Cam goad me in. And he said, how quickly can you write a book? And he, he, <laughs> he played me like a fiddle. He went, you definitely couldn't do it in under 30 days. And I just, and I knew what he was doing and I couldn't help myself. And I went, you don't think I can do it under 30 days? I'll have my book launch in under 30 days. And I just went, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, he absolutely played me like a fiddle. So what, what, what was that? And, and to, to let's, let's take a step back, because I think this is important as well, is the idea of the book. Let's take some of the examples that we talked about. Let's take the, the Russell Brunson example, um, Paul Omani, um, uh, Dan, um, Dan, you have to give me a second name. Um, 
who I'm thinking of. Dan Henry um, has a book as well. Um, so those, let's take those three people. The structure, as I understand, the structure of their, of their, their kind of system and their, their funnel process, if you like, is the book is the, the first thing that majority of people will see that they will encounter. It captures a very, very wide audience, as you've just described, uh, before perhaps they may consume an online training uh, or purchase any, any other type of product. A book is more accessible to them. So for, for what, you've, what you've created so far, what does that progression, so that, again, for, for people to, to be able to see the value for themselves, if they're considering this, how would you describe or how would you see the progression in your business by creating this book that other people could then take away and think, okay, that makes sense as to where I might have that. So the, the progression for me really came is the amount of information that I can get across to someone who maybe doesn't know, like, and trust me yet in a book compared to maybe on a webinar is it's just completely chalk and cheese. You know, it's miles apart as well. Um, and again, as you quite rightly put, I mean, Russell Brunson, Paula Mahoney and Dan Henry, all three, all three, great mentors to me as well. I've done mentorship with all of them as well. Um, and again, all of it was the exact same process as them. It's a free book, cover the shipping, free plus shipping book. It's a very, very low barrier to entry for me to be able to get my message out. But more importantly, it creates an instant level of trust. Now, it's an instant level of trust because look, if you've written a book and you can search for it on Amazon, there's an instant level of credibility there that you just cannot get anywhere else. Yeah. And for me, that, that is being able to position me in a, a way that a thousand webinars couldn't. And it's just a certain level of it. And, and more importantly as well, when you hold your own book and you've got it in front of you, <laughs> I, I yeah. don't have kids, but that's as close <laughs> as having kids as I could imagine. You know? yeah. yeah. It's in the car, it's got a seatbelt around it and everything. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I, the only thing that I could even liken to that would be holding my, probably my master's uh, dissertation, but I, and I didn't get very excited about writing that. So, um, but that, I, no, I can understand. Uh, that must be a very proud moment, genuinely, to, to be able to, to do that and to have that completed and, and hold it in your hand. And, and then, you know, give it to people, offer it to people, live events, speaking events online, um, all of which you do. Um, to, to, you know, very large audiences. So to have that, then that credibility again, to be able to give that is, I think is very exciting. Um, very exciting. So congratulations again on getting that, that completed. Let's, let's, I am keen though, I have to know, what did those 22 days look like? And if somebody was going through that process, what one, two, three, four, five major things would maybe advice for them to do it or what would you avoid that what would you say were the biggest learnings let's let's leave it quite broad biggest learning don't do it in 22 days um, <laughs> <laughs> right um it's a bit like uh, you know like the navy seals in america they go for what they call hell week yeah, yeah. i went through like hell 22 days it was um wow. probably the most stressful 22 days in my life but genuinely probably the most rewarding 22 days as well um and if I'm honest, every single moment of it, it never felt like I was working once. It was an absolute pleasure to be working that hard throughout the whole process as well. And I, I genuinely, I look back at it and at the time I was exhausted. I was working hard and I look back at it now and I've got nothing but fun memories as well. So the first thing I'd say is give yourself a little bit more time. Okay. Because I am very much a, 
I may, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all in. You know, I, I will, I will happily work 14, 15 hour days if I need to, if I want to. And again, the good thing is it's the choice that you can or not as well. But I would probably say, give yourself a couple of months. Okay. It gives you a little bit more time. Um, the biggest learning that I took from this was just make sure that you truly know your subject. Okay. One of the reasons why I believe I was able to get my book up, done and sold within 22 days is because I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. And I know this system as well. Yeah. Um, the, the actual book itself was written in, in two days, the actual whole book. Wow. Um, so that was my first point of call was get the book written of which I just plugged in my headphones and I turned to my girlfriend and I said, I love you, but don't talk to me for nine hours. Um, <laughs> and I just sat there with this like liter pot of coffee and I literally just, I just started typing it and I just, I, I let the words kind of, I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but I let the words kind of come out themselves as well. And the, the biggest thing about my book is, and I really hope that, you feel this you know, for anyone that buys the book and reads it firstly thank you very much um and if anyone does read the book i want it to feel like i'm talking to you okay it's 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 a conversation and i, I really wanted the book to feel like i was having a chat with them you know i'm literally sat and i could be in front of them and it could be me reading it as well and the reason i want it to be like that is because i, I truly believe that in this day and age and again this is why i mean a podcast like this is so incredible is that's how we consume information at the moment. You know, gone are the days where it's that kind of shirt and tie kind of stuffy, had to go to Oxbridge, need a half million pound loan to set up an advertising company. Then, oh, then you're going to go back to your old Eton friends and make sure you get, those days are gone. Yeah. You know, the, the barrier's been ripped down and I don't care if people don't like that, that we're in that world. It's an incredible place that we're in right now as well. So I wanted it to be conversational and, the only way that I was able to write the book so well is because I, I threw myself into it as well. So know your content, but more importantly, trust in yourself. Okay. Trust in yourself because I cannot tell you over that 22 days, how many times I was potentially just kind of riddled with self doubt. Okay. Mm. Because it's, I've never felt more exposed in my life than I did the day my book launched. Wow. And then it got, it got real. It got to the point where people were giving me money to then have my book in their house that they were going to read. And it's a very, very, um, I say it's exposing, but it's a very vulnerable place to be in. Yeah. Again, like, I'll always tell everyone, I'm, I'm, I'm just a normal human being. You know, I believe, I honestly believe that successful people are no different to you. They're just a little bit further down the line with you. Yeah, but they still struggle. They still have to get over mindset issues. And again, in the book, I do go through the mindset around Facebook adverts because it's so important. Yeah. And there were times when, honestly, of course I wanted to give up. There were times when I thought what I, what I wrote wasn't good enough. There were times when I thought everyone knows this information. Why would someone pay for it? But we need to remember, that, hey, look, just because you know it doesn't mean the rest of the world does. And... If anyone has ever asked for your advice, if anyone has ever asked you for help in a specific field, you're an expert in it because they're asking for you to do it as well. Yeah. So yes, know your content, but trust yourself as well and trust what you're doing is right. And as long as you come with 
the belief that you are trying to add value. And as long as you are actually genuinely trying to help your customer in that book, whatever your book's about, do it and trust yourself. And I promise you, it might be stressful getting up and running, but it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done business-wise. And I'm genuinely, genuinely really freaking proud of what I've done. Yeah. It was hard work, but I loved every second of it. That is, it is incredible. It is incredible. You, you talk about being proud of it. You talk about loving it. Would you write a second? I feel like I'm in that stage. You know, when um, it's a bit like when my sister, she, when my sister had her first child for about three months after, she was like, never again. That was so painful. <laughs> and then I feel like after about nine months, she kind of forgot about the pain and was like, maybe we have a second. I feel like I will write a second book. Yeah. I feel like it's still quite, quite raw how stressful that was. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely would write a second book. But for me, what I don't want to do is I don't want to write a book for the sake of writing a book. What yeah. I want to do is I want to make sure I'm writing a book that's going to add value. Okay, my, my sole prerogative is every single person that reads my book, I want them to take value away. And I want them to take actionable steps that they can use to better their business and their life as well. So as and when I have the information for book number two, I will write it at the moment. I have no immediate plans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's, well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, thank you for that, Sam, because it genuinely, firstly, congratulations again on getting the book out and in such a short space of time. Um, for anybody that would like to get access to that um, or just, uh, it, you know, it's a great way for people to learn more about you as well and what you do. Uh, is there a particular link? Is there a particular site? Is there something that you could recommend? Um, and we could put a link in the show notes as well. Yeah. So if you just go to samdruce.com, that's S-A-M, D for Delta, R for Romeo, U for Uniform, C for Charlie, E for Echo.com forward slash book hyphen offer. So it's just www.samdruce.com forward slash book dash offer. And you can Maybe. get my book from there completely free of charge. All you need to do is pay for the shipping £4.95. Brilliant. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. I'll put that in the show notes um samdruce.com forward slash book hyphen offer um for anybody that would like to get a copy of that i'm gonna i'm, I'm, I'm very conscious of your time but and, and i want to get to the quick fire questions but I, there's something else i have to talk about first as well um which is uh sales and specifically um i well let, let's keep it quite broad and we'll, we'll see where it goes but i'd like to talk about sales and the reason being is over well certainly from my business over the past six months um i think i've been quite open about this on the, on the podcast but just a, a bit of a recap uh, is obviously with the covid situation and such um a lot of my attention had moved from live events in-person events and supporting clients at events with their mentoring programs and, and 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 sales events and such to then more um conversations and more sales perhaps on webinars and also on the phone um and there was one training that we that I did about five months ago with you, and it was a 90-minute training that you delivered specifically on sales and telephone sales. Um, and, and that alone that I took away, plus a couple of the other materials that you shared, totally transformed the results that I was getting with clients um, uh, on, on the phone. And I, I've never sort of given you a testimony for that, but I, I definitely should because it has been tran transformational. Um, 
there are people listening there are people listening now who maybe get people on the phone at the moment or that is their strategy or they maybe you know perhaps it was in person originally uh, but obviously they can't do that now or maybe they're moving people onto a zoom conversation and such um again it's quite broad but what's the are there are there specific bits of advice and again i'm conscious of time so we're not going to be able to go through everything today we may need a, i think we may need a, we'll need a follow-up for a conversation just about that but um are there specific tips or techniques or strategies or advice or ideas that people could take away that they could implement if they're listening today um with say their sales conversations in whatever forum or format that that might take for them yeah definitely so i mean first thing i would say is if you are currently running virtually the the biggest tip i can give you right now is just do it over the phone to start with okay i I see a lot of people doing this wrong to start they do a zoom phone call and maybe they don't have a lot of sales experience get off zoom okay anything with a video chat get off it straight away when you're on a video chat there's so many different things that could go wrong okay did you maybe touch your eye at the wrong time you know, are you maybe looking down? Are you not looking up? Body language is so, so important. And so much of it is subconscious as well. So instantly, if we can just put this onto the telephone, we cut all of that out. And then we've got the most powerful tool that we can have, which is our voice. Okay. Um, and, and make sure as well, when you're using your voice, make sure that you're a little bit expressive. Okay. It sounds a bit silly sometimes, but it's the same as when you're running a webinar. You know, if you think that you're a seven out of 10, when you're on the phone, you sound like a four out of 10. You almost kind of have to like, speak like you're a, an 11 out of 10 because then it kind of comes, comes across to like an eight out of 10. Um, so I would definitely say instantly get off Zoom and make sure that you're using your voice effectively. Yeah. But the biggest thing I, I see come down to is, is people, and I'm trying to think of the nice way to say this, it is like, don't talk as much. Okay. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah. yeah, it's not like shut up, just don't talk as much. And I, I see people do this all the time. You know, they either ask a closed question, which is, oh, what do you think of, like, do you want to do this? Or, oh, uh, a really closed one. Or they ask an open one and then they kind of start to answer it themselves and, and lead someone's opinion down the road. But the biggest thing I see is, especially when people are new into sales, is what they're doing is, they hear something and then they go, oh, I know what to say to this. And they're trying to jump in and answer that objection before the other person's finished. Mm. And you might have answered that objection, but that might not be the real objection. You've actually, what you potentially done is you've stopped them talking, which means they were about to tell you the main objection that was a problem. And so many people, they just want to talk too much. And the pit, I see so many people do this. You can talk yourself out of a sale much easier than you can talk yourself into a sale. And I've seen people do this before. They get to a point where they're about to take credit card information and they say something stupid like, it's, it's just nervous energy. They say, oh, don't worry, I'm not going to scam you or anything like that. And you just go, what are you doing? Why did you say that? Like, don't say that. Like, just take their credit card information. They're ready to buy from you. It's that kind of nervous energy coming across. So, when you ask someone a question, ask them a very open question and let them talk. Okay? And as soon as they've stopped talking, count to three in your head. Because about six times out of 10, if you just leave a three second pause, they'll start talking again. And all we want to do 
is have them talking, okay? As a rule of thumb, especially when it comes to a sales conversation, the person talking least is the one in charge. If you're talking to, if you're talking the most when it comes to sales conversation, you're not in charge of this conversation. The other person is more. They hold the power of that conversation. So yeah, instantly in the in the most loving way to everyone listening to this, like shut up and stop talking so much. Um, let them talk because yeah. that's where you understand what they need. Yeah, yeah. I think I think something that I took from from the session that we did as well was, and, and you may correct me on this, but within the, the almost like it's almost a call of 50 50 in the first half of the call you're you're asking the questions leaving silence and leaving gaps and probing into those areas because you need to you you need to understand their challenge right you need to understand their problem you need to understand why they've decided to get on a call in the first place because if they've gone to that trouble and give up their time where they they probably have a good idea that there's going to be an offer or a, a proposition or a sale at some stage then giving them the opportunity to talk about that and 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 you're kind of doing maybe 10%, 15, 20% of the talking in the first half, but then naturally once they've gone through that and then you're running through the offer and what it's going to look like for them, then in the second half of the call, then you maybe take on quite a bit more of the, of the talking and the conversation specifically related to the product and the service and what they're going to receive um, rather than, than small talk and chit chat. Would that be, would that be fair to say? Yeah, definitely. And the first part of the phone call is all about understanding, like you said, specifically what they need. Now, most people listening, if you've got a product that is, um, you know, multi elements to it, as an example, let's say that you and I, Jake, we're talking, you know, if, if we're talking in that first half of the conversation, if you're telling me that you are struggling with finding your ideal client online, all I'm going to do is I'm going to probe into that, what you've tried, what you haven't, is that your biggest problem, right? If you fix that, would that fix everything? Great. Well, now I've got this information when I'm going to give you my offer, my offer's got 10 parts to it. I'm ignoring nine of them. I'm only going to tell you about the one that you care about because that's all that you do care about. Yeah. If I now start talking to you about, Oh great. So Jake, you know, you need to find the ideal client. Let me talk to you about writing an advert. Like you might, you might need that, but that's not what you want in this moment. So all of a sudden what happens now is we work really hard to find out this information. If we then start talking about stuff that's not relevant for them, what we're doing is we're just giving them reasons why their training is not right for them. Because they're going to go, oh, well, yeah, but I know there's 10 elements. I only really need this one. Now, of course, we know that they need all 10, but clients don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. Yeah. You are 100% right. That first half of the phone call is finding out exactly what their big problem is. And again, probe into it because so many people leave what we call a surface level. It's like if I said to someone, oh, what, what, do you want to, what do you want to achieve? I want to earn more money. I see a lot of people go, okay, great. Now, I want to earn more money. Well, okay, here's a pound coin. Congratulations. Goal, goals achieved, right? Well, no, I want more than that. Okay, well, specifically, what do we need? Why do you want to earn more money? Well, because I want more money. Yeah, but why? Well, I want to be able to give up my job. Why? Well, because I want to be able to you know, take my, spend time with my daughter and I want to be able to actually like, grow up with it. Oh, right, okay. So your surface level was you want money. The actual real reason why you're doing this is time, time with your daughter. So now that I've got that information, when I come to then selling them my offer, everything I'm talking to them about is like, let me tell you about the systems. It's going to save you loads of time so you can spend it with your daughter. And now all of a sudden your client's going to be sat going, this is perfect for me. Yeah, absolutely. perfect. Well, of course it's perfect because all we've done is we found out what their problem is 
found out what they need and we're just giving them that to them as well. Yeah. You know, we don't want to try and oversell to them. Just find out what they need and give them that. All of the other stuff, include that in your training. That's an added bonus. But if we try and sell them all of that, well, then they, then they get into that whole kind of, I need to think about it. Yeah. We don't like that. No, we don't, well, no, you, you want, obviously you want to be able to, 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 to move people, ideally move people to a decision at that time while you've got them on the phone. Um, I, th- I think that there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of value in there as well. Um, I, that I'm going to, I'm going to reiterate that as well. The idea that once you've dug down to really uncover what specifically they are telling you they want, that is the main thing that you lead with as part of your offer. Right. And, and the, the beauty is that you're, your training program, your offer, your coaching, your service, your product, whatever it is um, that, that you're offering, it, the chances are it does all those other things as well, right? It will, it will do because if you've got a comprehensive product that takes people from A to B, it does all those things. But the thing that they want specifically is one element or one arm of that or one feature of that or one particular outcome from that. And, and that's where we really focus to, to sort of drive that forward. I love that. Um, it's, it's like going and buying a mat. It's like if you're going to go buy like a sofa and you've got like a young child, you, know, you need to know, can I, like, if you ask the, the, the salesperson, okay, can I take the cushions off and machine wash them? We are great. Then sell them that. Don't sell them what the thread count is. Don't sell them what the springs are. Don't sell, just sell them, yeah, hey, this is kid-friendly. It's kid-friendly. If yeah. you sell them kid-friendly, they'll buy that sofa. Yeah. Stop trying to sell them all of the other stuff that comes with the sofa. They just want to know, is it kid-friendly? Yeah. If that's what it is, just sell it to them as well. I like Absolutely it. Spot on, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, for your own continuing development, are there, are there specific places that you go for, um, say sales training, um, closing training and things, or are there particular people that you could recommend or or books that you could recommend or, um, just, just anything that you think if, if people are looking to get started in this area, um, a direction that you might point them in. So yeah, a great direction to, as an entry level, and it's a book I've personally read, I've read, um, having had a fair bit of sales experience and it's one of the books I've read, having got good sales experience and read it and went, I wish I'd read that at the beginning. Um, Grant Cardone, Sell or Be Sold. It's a great, great entry level book. Um, And it just makes you realize that, hey, do you know what? Selling is good. Like there's such a a negative connotation around selling in this world that we live in as well. And, And I honestly believe that selling is great. And you will never come across as a sleazy salesman or a pushy salesman as long as you have one thing on your side and that's intentions. If your intentions are to help and your intentions are to serve and genuinely add value, you will never come across as pushy, sleazy or anything like that at all. Yeah. And again, the art of a good salesperson is being able to sell without selling. And how you sell without selling is just leave the value as well. So yeah, I definitely recommend Grant Cardone, Sell or Be Sold. Really yeah. good little entry level book. Thank you, Sam. I, I will put a link to that in the show notes as well. I've not read that book, but I, um, it's probably, as you say, it's going to be one of those that I think oh, I wish I'd read that at the start. <laughs> um, but I will, I will take a look at that. I, I, I think that's, that, that's, that's really useful. One other thing, again, I, I have mentioned this in a previous episode, but I, I always think it's useful to, a, a nice thing to be able to share is quite often I, I sp- if I speak to people on the phone and I know that I could help them, but it's just a little bit out of my uh, ex, ex, expertise or comfort zone and such like that. So then I always try to say, well, or, or think about who could I 
refer them to? Or who could I recommend that is much better placed than I am? If somebody came, you know, conversation about Facebook ads, for example, you know, then I'd be looking at somebody such as yourself, who's a Facebook ads expert. If somebody was asking for LinkedIn uh, or, or uh, YouTube or, or any of these different areas, then it's kind of something that I could do, but I know that the, that the person I'm speaking to on the phone is going to get so much more value if actually I pass them on to somebody and recommend them to somebody who is much, much better experienced in that area. Um, and I think that's always a nice thing, which comes back to full circle to what we talked about at the start, which is being part of that network and that entrepreneurial network um, that, that is supportive, but also allows you to learn and grow from other people and refer people to other people as well. Um, so let's, let's, let's move on. So I'm very conscious of your time. Um, we've been on quite a while and, and there's still a couple of things that I'd like to go through. So I'm going to dive into the quick fire round, if I may. Um, quick fire questions, but doesn't have to be quick fire. <laughs> quick fire questions doesn't have to be quick fire answers necessarily. Yes. Um, do you have an unusual morning routine or daily practice that really sets you up for the day that you could not live without? Yeah, sure. My, um, my, my morning routine is, is a little bit geeky and fully admit that. Um, for me, the, the way I look at it is I work my ass off to be able to get in a position where I don't have to have that morning commute. I used to live in London. I used to get the central line and I had to be, had to be in at work at 8.15 a.m. every morning. And, you know, I've smoked more armpits in my face on that central line than I care to admit. So for me, my morning routine is... I do not start work until 10 a.m. Okay. I know a lot of these people are, oh, I'm up at four. You know, oh, I, I, for me, the morning is my time. That's, I've worked to earn that. And for me, you know, I normally get up around about eight o'clock and those first two hours, that's my time. And my morning routine is normally I pull out my phone and I go on YouTube and I just watch some videos that just make me happy. Okay. They could be, for instance, um, I could watch a movie, uh, watch a YouTube video on a couple of people I follow that play Call of Duty Warzone. Because again, I'm a bit geeky like that as well. Could also be some videos or some fan theories about the Marvel Universe. Because yep, I'm that geeky just as well. So for me, my, my morning routine is the first thing I do when I get up is something that I want to do. Okay, yeah. so that's always, always without fail my morning routine. I think that's that. I like I like the idea of that because quite again you've got the the idea of people getting up i mean i'm I'm definitely not part of the 4 a.m club i'm much closer to 8 a.m um yeah. but then you kind of straight get into that, that that work it's like right now i start work you know within the first 30 minutes 45 minutes or whatever it might be of, of getting up and then save our me time if you like for the evening when we're tired we're exhausted we've spent eight ten hours working whatever that might be so the idea of doing that first yeah i like that a lot um who close or distant has been the most influential person on your growth and direction? I mean, I feel like it's a leading question. You want me to say you, but I mean, I can, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, in a, in a business sense, definitely a guy called Dan Henry. Okay. Definitely Dan Henry. Um, he's one of my mentors. Um, I paid a lot of money to be working with him. Um, influential guy. I love the way he, is very to the point and i love the fact he doesn't pull punches he's not here to be your friend he's here to be your best friend he's going to tell you the truth and he's not going to take no for an answer he's going to tell you what you need to fix so yeah dan henry in terms of a business senses has definitely 
definitely helped me to grow my business. And, um, you know, I, again, in my, in my mastermind program, I, I, a lot of sometimes when I reference a lot of the time, I will always come back to what I've learned from him, people like him, Russell Brunson, um, and I'll always reference back to them. So in a business sense, definitely Dan Henry. Um, in a non-business sense, I, I mean, definitely my mum. I mean, she's always, always, always supported me. Um, I've always been a bit of a kind of head in the clouds dreamer. When I was 17 years old, my mum turned around to me and said, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, well, mum, what I'm going to do is I'm going to find something where I don't do a lot of work, but I earn a lot of money. And she said, don't be stupid. That doesn't exist. And I said to her, oh, I'll, I'll invent it. And uh, <laughs> she laughed at me at the time, but I've always been the, I want to work on my own. And even though it took me a very long time, and even though I kind of put her through hell, um, just literally trying and failing, trying and failing over and over and over and over again, she, she always, always was there to pick me up and always there to say, just keep going. You can do it. And I, I do believe in you as well. And uh, not once did she say I told you so as well, which was very helpful, helpful about. <laughs> I, like that. I like that. I like that. I, I, I should emphasize as well that you've, we, we didn't mention this earlier, but you've, you've invested a lot and, and, and a lot in your education over the past few years as well, haven't you? How important, this isn't one of the questions, but I'd like to ask anyway, how important has, have those investments been in your business growth, personal growth and development? Life-changing. You know, I, I wouldn't be sat here where I am today without any of those, you know, and I, I, I wanted to become an entrepreneur and start growing my business when I was, sorry, I shut there, when I was 18 years old, okay, that's when I started my kind of journey. I became financially free and started my own business at the age of 26, and it took me eight years, and the reason it took me eight years was because I was trying it on my own. Yeah. It was only when I realized I needed to get serious and I needed help. And a lot of it, and I'm not ashamed to admit this right now, I didn't want to pay for help because I wanted to be that person that made it all on their own. And I wanted people to go, wow, look how amazing Sam is. He didn't get any help at all. And it took one of my mentors to literally call me out on that and say, look, that's your ego talking. Cut it out. That's damaging. And I just, it was at that moment then when I realized I do need help and there's nothing wrong with getting help. In fact, getting help is a good thing. And I mean, literally my mentor, she, a woman called Lucy Johnson, she sat down and literally said to me, she said, look, if you earn a million pound in the next 10 years by getting help with someone, or you earn a million pound in the next 50 years and you get help, that million pound in your bank account is still the same amount of money. It's still the same money. It's not different money. The only difference is, is one's going to take you 10 years, one will take you 40 years, 50 yeah. years. And the difference is, is your quality of life, your mental health and your sanity. And it was that real kind of shift in there. And now at the point, everything I do, the first thing I know, it's if I don't know what it is, I, I want help. I go, right, who, who can help me here? And it's not even a, it's not even like a case of I'm doing it to do anything special. It's a case of look, people know more than me. I'm not an expert in everything. I don't profess to be. I don't want to be. I can't be. So, you know, when I needed help with Instagram, Jake, help me out. You know, I needed help with Twitter when I found a Twitter mentor. I needed help with writing a book when I got that. I needed help with high ticket sales when I found someone for that. I needed help with mindset when I found someone. So for me, yeah, my education and the money I've spent, look, I've spent a lot of money on education. I've earned it back a hundred times over yeah. and it will pay me for the rest of my life. So yeah, I, I cannot, cannot emphasize how incredible it's been in my life and how life-changing it's been.
Yeah. Thank you. I I I I fully agree. I, I do fully agree. But I'm you. Yeah, you've you've answered that perfectly. So I won't add any further to that. Um, what you? Um, <laughs> I just realised this question, and I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What book would you gift to people most often? Well, at the moment, the book I give to people most often has to be my book, Social Media Millionaire Secrets. And I know that makes me sound terrible, but hey, <laughs> that, uh, hey if you're not going to love yourself, no one's going to love you, right? And if you're not going to promote yourself, no one's going to promote you. So, of course, I, I kind of feel like I'm obliged to say my book. Um, another great book that I would say for, for someone looking to, if it's an entry level and you're at an entry level, I would definitely say Dotcom Secrets by Russell Brunson. You know, yeah. That was my first kind of entry book I read with online marketing, which changed a lot for me. Um, and I'll also say again, you know, full credit to another one of my mentors, Dan Henry, Digital Millionaire Secrets. is an absolutely fantastic book as well. Um, and again, full credit to him because without him, I also wouldn't be sat here as well. He's helped me in, and you know, his training alone, I've probably earned another kind of 350, nearly 400,000 pounds just off the back of what I've learned from him and refined down into my teaching and now what I teach my students in my mastermind programs as well. So yeah, absolutely both incredible books. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you had to, yeah, you have to mention yours, right? Of course. Um, but I, I, and I would, I would further the, 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 the second one you mentioned, uh, dot com secrets, um, Russell Brunson, first book that I was ever recommended by my mentor, um, I can put a link in the show notes to that as well for anybody that's, that would like to check that out. Um, two, two final questions then. Um, firstly, uh, Sam, if you could get one message out or one word or one quote, one phrase, something out to the world um, that would really impact them, what would that be? It's okay to fail. Just keep going. I love it. Thank you. And then the final question the name of the podcast is influence and I ask everybody that comes on um, what their response to this would be. So Sam, what does the word influence mean to you? The dreaded question. I'm joking, of course. So what does the word influence mean to me? I think the word influence to me means really, firstly, I think it comes with, with an element of responsibility. Okay. Cause if you are in a position where you can influence people, I think you need to be able to influence people in the right way. So for me, a lot of it comes down to responsibility but influence for me as well, I feel like it's a word that is thrown around, but it's a word that shouldn't be thrown around as much as well. And I think it's a word that there's this whole kind of influencer culture out there. But just because you can't influence a million people one post doesn't mean you can't influence the world. And I honestly believe that influence is on a daily basis. You, know, you can influence every single person around you. And I think that even just smiling, to a cashier, asking them how their day was, is an influence to them as well. And taking that into a business sense, every single person you impact and every person you influence isn't just one person you've helped, that's one life you've changed. So for me, I think it definitely comes down to a level of responsibility because I think if you have the power to influence people, you have the obligation to influence people. And I, don't, I think you should not take it on a small case as well. Okay, even if you influence one person, if, you, if every single person on this planet influence one person for the better, we'd live in a much better world as well. I fully agree. I fully agree. And, and, and I, I like the idea that you, you may not be able to influence a million people, 
at least straight away, but just to be able to have an impact on a small number of people, immediate people, um, people who people who get you and who speak your language and who you can help. Um, yeah. I think he's really powerful. Um, Sam, I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on uh, as a guest, and I do hope that we can do a second uh, second round at some point in the future. Um, once again, for people who would like to connect with you and learn more about um, the book, uh, Facebook ads, marketing, maybe have a first conversation about that as well. Where would be the best place to get in touch with you online? Yep. So the best place that you can get in touch with me is if you obviously find me on Facebook, uh, Sam Drews. Um, and that's obviously going to be uh, my first name and last name. You can obviously connect with my Facebook page. Um, as an entry point, of course, I'd recommend the book as well. If you would like to have a conversation with me, if you'd like to just get on the phone and have a 30-minute strategy session to find out if I can personally help you grow your business, um, you can book in a completely free strategy session with me and you would just need to go to samdrews.com forward slash strategy. So it's samdrews.com forward slash strategy. On the phone call, I'll find out where you are in your business, what you've done at the moment, where you want to be, pinpoint what's holding you back. And if I think I can help you, I'll obviously let you know how I can help you. But either way, I'll make sure you leave that call with some good tangible impacts that you can actually take into your business as well. Brilliant. Thank you for, so much for that, Sam. I'll make sure we put links in there to the, uh, the book, the, the strategy session, and also to you uh, on social media as well and, and to be able to connect. Uh, I've got a feeling that this is an episode that I'll be referring people into uh, to come back and listen to in the future. I've got no doubt about that at all. Um, so on behalf of everyone that's, uh, well, first on behalf of me, but, um, on behalf of everyone that's been listening as well, just want to say a huge thank you one more time. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, and let's, let's see if we can do this again so, sometime soon in the future. Definitely. And again, just want to say a massive thank you for having me on here. If this is the first, le- first time you listen to Jake's podcast influence, get subscribed, get listening every single week. It is without a doubt, a freaking incredible podcast. You, your business, your life will thank you for it as well. Jake, thank you so much for having me on here. Thank you to everyone that's listening. And also as a massive thank you to everyone that does go ahead and buy my book as well. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you take the lesson and you start building out your business using Facebook ads. Thank you so much. Love it. Thanks very much, Sam. Uh, okay, brilliant. For everyone that's been listening, thank you all. I hope that you've enjoyed this and taken value from this. And I look forward to seeing you in the very next episode. Take care. Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. 
Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.